across South Africa, online and on radio. Good. SAFM, let's talk. Jumping ahead of myself this morning. 086-000-2032. Good to have you along. Don't forget, from 8.30 this morning, what's your big story of the week? Well, earlier you heard from one of the NGOs that is going to lose money because of the reallocation of budgets by the Gauteng Provincial Department of Social Development. Now, some of these NGOs say they're offering services to people now, people living with disabilities, they're helping people uh, with substance abuse and other problems. Problems, and the Gauteng Department is going to cut the money it gives them and give it to other organizations. So it's reallocating the money. Now, this happens from time to time, but of course, it's always quite a difficult process. The MEC for Social Development in Gauteng is Mbali Klope. MEC, good morning and thank you for your time. Morning, Stephen. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, firstly, what changes are you actually making here? You're reallocating money. Why are you doing that? So I think you're absolutely correct because this has been the big misinformation. Gauteng spends, as a province, the most amount nationally. We spend 2.3 billion towards NPOs, followed by Western Cape, which is sitting at 1 billion, and then KZN at 600 million, and then the rest are really below 500 million. So we spend quite a substantial amount towards our NPOs, and and we have an appreciation that we must. Con- uh, continue to take care of the vulnerable. But as you know, Stephen, with the current economic landscape in the country, it has compounded the socioeconomic problems and challenges that we have. So you've got high unemployment, you've got high crime rates that have gone up, high GBV, high substance abuse, and, and, and. So as much as our budgets as government are not increasing, and that's because, as you know, the economic landscape, a lot of people are dependent on the state, which means we have fewer people to take income tax from, it means we have a, a little to stretch and a lot more social problems to deal with. And that's really what necessitated the reprioritization. Okay. Has your budget been cut? The budget remains at $2.3 billion. Okay. So if your budget's been cut, why are the budget that's been given to these NGOs being cut? So, as I'm saying, Stephen, Remember, we've got compounding social problems that are there, and we need to stretch our funds as much as possible. Okay, so, so, so you're spending example, the money elsewhere. I, I accept that. I have no problem with that. I'm trying to get, get to that point. So, so where is the money now going to go instead? Well, the money continues to go to the areas we've been funding, people with disabilities, children, the elderly, and so forth. But we've also now integrated, we're massifying, rather, on substance abuse, we're massifying on food security. There's a lot of people that are going hungry and, and stats are there. There's a lot of people that are homeless, so we have to massify in those areas. So it's still the areas that we're taking care of, but we've identified that there are key areas that we need to respond to and be able to, to massify in that regard. And the Premier would have spoken about this quite at large within his state of the uh, province address. Okay, I mean, I understand you have to reallocate from time to time. I have no problem with that. Um, I do want to ask, though, so you, the money that you have been giving to NGOs and NPOs has been going to organizations that are working, that have been providing services. And I suppose to put a financial value on it, you could say that from what you know about these organizations, you have been getting value for money. That would be my understanding of it. Otherwise, you would have cut their budgets ages ago. Can you be certain that the organizations that are now going to get the money after the reallocation are going to give you the same or better value for money. What I'm saying is you know what you get from the NGOs that have been receiving the money. Now that money's going somewhere else. Can you be certain you'll get the same value? It's, it's actually, you know, and this is 
I'm glad you brought this up because that's another misconception also. We're not taking away money from individuals that were working before and redirecting it to new NPOs. And this is the other conflict now that's taking place with an NPOs. Because you have NPOs that say we've been there for 100 years and there's new NPOs in the sector and so forth. The issue is not about that. Let me let me simplify it in this manner. You know, the Department of Social Development has an, a lot of work that it has to do. And so really, NPOs, simplistically put, can be regarded as service providers on behalf of the department for areas that we are not able to do ourselves. And so we work very closely with them. However, we can't enter into long-term contracts with them because our budgets are given to us by Treasury on an annual basis. And because, like I say, it's dependent on the economic climate, it depends, it varies. And that's why we can't, we can never commit beyond a year to a particular NPO. So what it then means is that in that particular financial year, you're able to spend based on what you have. And with the current situation that we have with the compounding socioeconomic problems mm. that are there, it means we can still fund the NPOs that we've been funding, um, and at least those that are compliant, those that are in line with the department's mandate and so forth. However, there are additional challenges, and that's why we also have to make sure that we reprioritize so that we're able to cater more. So it's really a balancing act, and the difficulty is that you've got competing priorities, and I think that's the best way to characterize it, that you've got a lot of things, and everybody is important. We, there's no denying that, whether it's the elderly, it's the children, it's people with disabilities, those suffering from substance abuse, and, and, and everybody is important. Mm. And this is the, the balancing act between these contesting priorities. You, you sign service level agreements with these NPOs, right? Absolutely. I've, we were told today by the Johannesburg Parent and Child Counseling Centre, they said that they were t- called to a meeting, they were told to sign, a co- sign the service level agreement and weren't allowed to keep a copy of the document, weren't even allowed to take a photograph of it. Surely that's just wrong. No, that, that is very wrong. So, Stephen, and, so, and, so just, and to be, just to be clear, you deny that that happened? No, no, I'm not denying. I'm saying that is wrong. So let me explain. So what then I took on the meeting when a, lo- a number of the NPOs started sending me messages. We saw the protests that some of them would have taken up and so forth. We met with the national, sorry, the provincial body that's representative of NPOs. And it, it was really quite shocking to me the things that they were saying that are happening on the front. Because they say, anything we hear what you're saying. We hear that you are contesting priorities that are there. But they say, your department is funding ghost NPOs because some of these numbers, we don't know them. Further, they cite examples like what you're indicating. They also indicate that you've said um, that residential facilities will be fully funded. However, in our SLAs, we're not being fully funded. And I said, bring all those problems to me so that we're able to deal with that. But I find it, I mean, both myself and the Premier are quite disheartened by any allegations that speak to ghost NPOs being funded and so forth. And that's why now we're instituting an investigation, because we, we think it's very critical that we get to the bottom of this. Okay. You can't have um, ghost NPOs being funded to the detriment of people that are actually doing work on the ground. I mean, we could never did, uh, allow such a situation. And that's why we're instituting um, that investigation. So so anyone who had to sign a sign an agreement like that, I mean, you could even have it declared null and void, I would think. Um, you, you, won't, you won't allow that agreement to stand if people were forced to sign something they couldn't keep a copy of. It's, it's undemocratic for anybody to be forced to sign anything. It, it absolutely it would go against our own constitution. So nobody should ever be signed to sign anything they don't want to. And in any case, the relationship we have with the NPO is, is mutually beneficial. Mm. So it, and it's also based on mutual respect. So I, w- I would never 
stand for anything that seeks to force people into anything. MEC, I really appreciate the time. Thank you. The Social Development MEC in Gauteng, Mbali Klope, there. Well, it's always a difficult process. As we've seen this story before, that you are taking money from NPOs that have been doing work and moving it to other NPOs that will also do work. Where do you stand on this? 86 2032